the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hey, everyone. It's me, Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I've been doing this a long time, and I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy the relationship that I have with you on so many levels. Um, You trust me. I I do my best to find information for you that's hopefully helpful. Um, It's not always going to be, and I know that. Um, You know, I, I think, for instance... I try to give you tips and hints so that you can become a better investor. And I got an email yesterday, two days ago, from a longtime listener of the show. And he's basically bet on two stocks, one REIT, because it pays a big fat dividend, and one <clears throat> stock Apple, which some years are better than others. I own shares of Apple, and I could say some years are better than others. And yeah, it's been a winner on some levels, but is that a strategy or is that a hope? It's a hope. As the Stanley Cup playoffs begin, you always hope that your team's going to raise the cup at the end of the season. When the NFL starts their preseason, you hope that all the pieces come together and somehow they find an offensive line and pull it all together. When you get diagnosed with cancer, you hope everything goes well and you get an extra 10 to 20, 30 years to grow older. Hope doesn't have any place on Wall Street. And I kind of discouraged my friend because he was like, uh, I've, you know, what do you think about my plan? And he, he happens to be an older guy. Um, and it's just not a good plan. He's still working. He's still doing heavy uh, physical labor, and that's going to stop at some point, right? According to him, it is. So I, I try to teach you things. Like, hope doesn't have a place in your portfolio. I've been there. I've done it. And I remember back in the 90s, early 90s, getting brokerage statements because they wouldn't do uh, emails. They wouldn't do the cloud. You had to get a statement sent to you every month. That was law. And it stank because, like, there'd be, like, 18 sheets of paper to learn that you lost all your money in a stock that was a bad idea to begin with. And it was a bad result, you know? It's like ugly ducks. They don't grow up to be beautiful goose, geese, swans. No, they grow up to be even uglier ducks. So here's an investment tip for you. Talk to teenagers. Now, Peter Lynch famously did that, or his kids wanted to go to the mall and go to certain stores. So he started investing that way. So he says. I don't know if it was quite as quaint and old-fashioned as it sounds, but it was. it, it is what it is, right? His kids loved to eat at Chili's and uh, hang out at Chili's. And what were we thinking as a nation? Well, it was fast food, quality, quick service. Uh, quality was a little questionable, right? But it's out there. So when you talk to teenagers right now, American teenagers prefer Apple's iPhone to Android phones. 82% of American teenagers currently own an iPhone, the highest percentage ever in the history of Piper. A Piper Jaffray study about teens. 
American teenagers continue to deeply prefer Apple's iPhone to phones running Android. It's a teens survey by Papa Jaffray, where they question thousands of kids across 40 states with an average age of 16. So last year when they did the survey, it was 78% preferred the iPhone. Now it's 80%. iPhone ownership amongst teenagers is even higher at 84%. Uh, and more and more are saying their next phone will be an iPhone. That's good news if you're Apple. It's not bad news if you're Google. It's not good news, but it's not bad news. Oh, Apple just unveiled some new bread phones, and they've now got enough product, whether it be watches or HomePods or phones or desktops or laptops or iPads, or magic little earbuds that you put in your ear. They also sell um, uh, a really nice pork roast. They, they, they have enough product now that they can keep coming up with new versions of it, pretty much so whenever they want to. So when they announce red phones, you're like, ooh, I'd like a red phone. You don't even know why you want a red phone, but you do. A portion of the proceeds go to fight HIV and AIDS. It hit stores already. It's not discounted in any way, shape, or form. The old iPhone 8 came out in just limited colors. Gray, silver, gold, and then they do red. Do you remember like a couple years ago when Apple's like, we're going to come out with a gold iPhone? And people are like, is it made of gold? And it's just gold-plated, right? But uh, And their excuse or their thought was, it'll sell well in China because cliche or no cliche, I don't know. That's gold. China likes Gold. gold. So I get it. Make something to market to people you want as customers. So, you know, I think the good news on it is, I don't know, there's no good news. I'm sorry. There's no good news. We're just going, we're going down a rabbit hole. But they actually did improve um, the phones ever so slightly. So they wanted, everyone wanted last year's iPhone 7 model used a white front face with red, and this time they're using the red face on... It's, it's all red. So Apple tries to hear. What other companies try to hear you, you know? Um, I don't know. There's a lot going on out there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, software. You know, when it comes down to sectors, when it comes down to investing... You go, I like tech stocks, but tech stocks come in a lot of forms and flavors, right? There's hardware companies, there's software companies, there's purely internet companies, right? There's semiconductor companies, there's semiconductor equipment companies that all could be called tech companies. Is Netflix a tech company or is it a media company? Software last year saw a lot of hyper growth. And this is a sector that I like a lot because software uh, has better margins than hardware. When Microsoft made Windows and they had the Rolling Stones start the Start Me Up music and you know they, they did, a, did a big push on the television marketing news and commercials. And when Microsoft did that, the story is pretty simple. Come up with a software, go get a blank CD or DVD, put it on that, go get another one, put it on that, go get another one, put it on that. You don't have to keep coming up with the software. You could upgrade it. You could update it. You can copy it. You can replicate it. You can duplicate it. There's a lot of companies in the world of software. I look at about 50 of them. 
Now, how many of them can have massive growth is the question. Morgan Stanley just put together an idea on some stocks that they cover and how they're growing. Hypergrowth sounds kind of sexy, right? Um, there's companies like Workday, Splunk, Zendesk, Italasian, Proofpoint, all very, very good. But one that is pretty intriguing, MongoDB. Do you know it? MongoDB. Mongo no like beans. Oh, no. Mongo ate beans. ServiceNow, MongoDB. Mongo like candy. Mongo like candy. So ServiceNow, here's the three stocks that Morgan Stanley said to take a look at. ServiceNow, MongoDB, and Yext. There you go. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So I just talked a little bit about a research report that came out of... Morgan Stanley, and I follow about 50 software companies, um, not intimately, probably about five to 10 intimately. But there was some interesting commentary in, you know, Morgan Stanley said these three companies could be hyper growth companies. This is not in any way, shape, or form an endorsement for you to go out and buy any of these. You need to consult a broker advisor for taking action any stocks mentioned ever. Yext was one of the names. I had never really known Yext. So guess what I did? I decided to learn more about Yext. Now, Yext is like text, but with a Y. So let's start there, right? Yext helps companies manage their digital information to help their customers get the right information at the right time. You know, kind of like the Yellow Pages. Yext is a play on the page, Yellow Pages. The company's cloud-based software platform, also known as... The Yext Knowledge Engine lets businesses sync their digital knowledge to more than 100 services, including Apple Maps, Bing, Cortana, Facebook, Google, Google Maps, Instagram, Siri, and Yelp. The Yext platform organizes the data into information consumers can easily use. Some of their customers include companies like Ben & Jerry's, Best Buy, Citibank, Denny's, H&R Block, HCA, Infinity, Michaels, McDonald's, uh, Rite Aid, and I throw that up there because those are all very diverse businesses. They're not, you know, software for cars. So that guy's out there as far as a stock idea. And, you know, I'm always going to, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm always going to be kind of interested in new stocks, new ideas. Don't you kind of enjoy the smartphone? When one of your friends goes, I think the the computer was invented in the year four. And you're like, it wasn't invented in the year four. And you're like, let's go to the internet. Because the internet is all truth and fact. So the next company I was looking at on this list is a company called MongoDB. So I'll take now, Yext impressed me enough that I'll be like, I'll take a look at that. You know, I can do a little bit of homework on that one. I, I got nothing to do today. Yext is a pioneer in the category known as digital knowledge management. I'll order their financials later today. Yext's mission is to give companies control over their brand experience across the digital universe. 
Their mission is to give companies control over their brand. EX provides more detailed data for consumers. For example, who doesn't love a good example? The address, phone number, and menu details of a restaurant. So, you want Taco Bell? You want you need the address, you need the phone number, you need the menu details. You go to Open Table, you're like, what are we going to eat tonight? Uh, someone says Mexican. And, Yo you quiero know, Taco Bell. A five-star restaurant comes up right next to Taco Bell, and you're like, let's compare the menus. In healthcare, Yext does a thing. The health insurance is... Uh, accepted by a physician, or the precise drop-off point of the emergency room at a hospital campus. Or in finance, you can look for ATM locations, retail bank holiday hours, or insurance agents' biographies. They are everywhere. Um, So taking a look at some of their numbers, revenues rose 34% last year. Only $48 million. That's not high. But they did rise 34%. For the full year, they expect to lose money, but they also see revenues up to about 224 to 226 million year over year. So they're working right now, as they like to put it, with 230 new enterprise logos. Their long term looks bullish. Investors do not seem too impressed at this point in time, and that first year where insiders are dumping shares and things like that, it could create an opportunity. Before the story's out there. Once the story's out there, good luck. So the stock's big-time underperformer, ticker symbol YEXT. Now, is that an endorsement to go out and buy it? It is not. Is it interesting? It is to me. Is it for you? I don't know. So MongoDB is also on Morgan Stanley's list. And I'm not going to do a whole show dedicated to stocks and other people's ideas. But this is a company that has a place for all the data you're collecting. It's a database software. The company offers open-source software-based database products. Um, some of the people using their services, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. Hmm. That's pretty interesting, right? Developers can download MongoDB's community server product at no charge. Customers can move up to MongoDB Enterprise Advanced or use its MongoDB Atlas, a database, as a service You've heard of SAAS, Software as a Service. Now there's Database, D-A-A-S. The company offers its products through subscriptions. They raised money and came public in 2017. So both companies have that going for them. That somehow, some way, some shape, some form, they came public in a year that it wasn't easy to get IPOs out there. Now, Yext has done way better than, well, Yext hasn't done way better. MongoDB has done way better, is the way I want to say that. So, Mongo, Mongo don't like beans. Um, That stock's gone from 20, basically, where it IPO'd, up to about 40. And data's not going away, right? Are you with me against me? Because you got to pick a side. This is a civil war. Wow. Captain America. So the SAPs, the Oracles, and the Microsofts of the world, they acquire smaller players. And this is a smaller player. Um, They beat the quarters. They raise on their quarters. Um, It's a nice company. I can already see that from a distance. Is it overpriced? It's it's had a good run. 
So maybe you put this on a shopping list and go, I'm going to come back to MongoDB because Mongo want candy. Um, is it a stock that you're going to own for the rest of your life? Probably not. That's kind of an important thing to say out loud, right? Probably won't own it for the rest of my life. But could you rent it? Yeah. Own it for a little while, dump it later? Yeah. Absolutely. So anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I always have seminars coming up where I will throw out ideas and stocks that I buy and sell. Um, you can sign up for the next event at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. For radio users who haven't been to a seminar before, you can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I tried to weave a show together that A, you can trust, and B, you know that I'm not going to scam you or hit you up for a reaffirmation of like how to make the most amount of money as fast as possible. Back in the 1990s, you could make a ton of money incredibly quickly by buying a tech stock after an IPO. Any IPO. People would come to my seminars and go, hey, you got a hot IPO tip for me? I'd say, any IPO. And it kind of worked within reason. That's not healthy. You kind of want capitalism to work over time. I do, at least. So every now and then, you know, I, I kind of want to bring up some, some thoughts for you. I didn't get a lot of love growing up from my dad. Got soccer cleats, shin guards, clothes, books, school supplies. Not a lot of love. And guess what I wanted? <laughs> a lot more love. But the books and the video games helped as well, right? Um. I think you need to be careful as an investor. I, I, I really want you to be cautious, slow, thoughtful, um, put together a portfolio that makes sense for you. And also, I want you to have some goals. Um, I don't think you have to work till the day you die unless you haven't saved enough money. My dad worked until the day he died. I don't know, you know, in hindsight, what he would have done in, in retirement. I don't even have a clue. I don't know what that would look like for him. I would guess he'd live somewhere outside of Washington, D.C., because that's kind of where he ended. But where would you end? I have that question for you, right? Do you have an answer? Probably not. And again, we don't need to answer every single thing here. So the stock market's always going to have a wall of worry. It's always going to have a wall of worry. I think some people are always going to have a wall of worry. And that's okay. Just at some point in time, get over it with the stock market. Because the wall of worry, it basically tracks negative ideas or negative factors. And the stock market, people will say things like, I think the market's ready for a crash. I think I, I want to go 50% cash. I got an email two days ago from someone who wants to go 50% cash. I got an email a year ago from someone who wants to go cash. I got You've an email got two years ago from someone who wants to go cash. You've got mail. We always want to worry. And sometimes the wall of worry gets to us. A wall of worry sometimes consists of a single economic, political, geopolitical issue. 
It could be oil. It could be inflation. It could be interest rates. It could be things have been too good for too long. And the ability of the market to climb that wall of worry, which, for the record, I have no climbing skills. I can climb a tree. Do not put me in front of a mountain. Can't do it. So when the stock market continues to like go, ah, we don't care about chemical bombs. Ah, we don't care about terrorism. Ah, we don't care about this president or that president. Being able to climb that wall of worry is out there. So you, you got to know that, right? So knowing that, and somehow the stock market has gotten through World War One, World War Two, Gulf War One, Gulf War Two, Vietnam, Korea. It got through terrorism at the Olympics in the 70s. It got through nuclear races where we built up nuclear stockpiles. And then we started to take down nuclear stockpiles. And then I don't know what we've done since then. But there was always a worry of, you know, Kennedy and Cuba and the Russians. There's always going to be something to talk you out of it. The wall of worry versus the stock market. The stock market stands tall. That doesn't mean we're not going to have a bad year. It's been a while since we have. And earlier I was talking about productivity and technology and how back in 1986 we were sending in our tax reforms. Only five only five tax preparing firms were willing to potentially send things in taxes on a tape from a tape drive through a modem. Do you remember tape drives? Oh, <laughs> I do. So, with the results of, like, French elections, European elections, uh, I am French, uh, U.S. elections, there's always, like, I wonder if that new guy's going to be market-friendly. I wonder. So, how many people I've talked out of not selling half? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I do know that rock, paper, scissors, that... Social Security is not going to be enough for me. I do know that before I die, I don't want to see the Great Wall of China. It's just a wall. Now, if it was the Great Wall of China with like the best art on ever thrown on it, I'd be like, woo! I don't want to see the Sphinx. Probably looks like a dozen pictures. I don't want to see the Hanging Gardens of Babylonia. Probably good enough to see it in history books, right? Right. But I do want to experience life after work. So I believe in Wall Street. I believe in the concept of it, of capitalism. Famous last words. Hasn't been for 100 years. So you get CNBC, you get kind of the, it should be the, called the Wall of Worry Network. But then again, you also wouldn't want it to be the CNBC Fraternity Party Network. He's nuts! They're nuts! They know nothing! I love Kramer. <laughs> um, clowns are funny, right? No, clowns aren't funny. Um, so Kramer was a hedge fund guy, and he later becomes a TV personality. I think he's way better as a TV personality than as was as a hedge fund guy. Um, with that said, you know he doesn't know you. So in the end, you're going to have to believe in capitalism, go out and find your own way. I, I wouldn't take advice from someone I don't know. I, I, you know, for me to come out and say I own shares of Apple, I'm also saying go do your own homework on Apple. I get that you want to own it. Goldman Sachs talks about Tesla 
And Tesla's been fantastic as a company to watch. They are, um, what is the word? The epitome, the epitome, shall we say, of I don't get it. Bitcoin is pretty close, but Tesla's really close <laughs> to a company that just loses. Well, no, I guess they're not. I, maybe Amazon would be. Amazon lost money year over year over year. They're like, we're going to sell books. Why didn't Tarzan have a beard? It's the question of the day. Question of the day. Um, anyone have an answer? Anyone? Was he follically challenged? I know you're saying, oh, cute. Now we have another term to, to label people. The follically challenged. Yeah, that's a good one. So Amazon said, let's sell books online. And they said, let's sell DVDs online. Let's sell CDs online. Let's sell... And they kept losing more and more money. And Bezos was smiling all the way to the bank. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to lose money. It's growing revenue. See the revenue? Look over there, guys. Revenue. No, no, no. Don't look beyond that door. No, no, no. no. There's no earnings beyond that door. And Tesla's kind of doing the same thing. I don't know how comfortable I am with Tesla always issuing new shares. It makes me a little nervous. So that's out there. Um, the thing that makes me nervous with companies is when they raise capital because they're burning through cash. Raising capital sounds nice, right? But if I were to tell you Tesla basically has a barrel of cash, oh, they just lit it on fire. They need, they, they're, they're asking for more cash. You're going to be like, what? Wait, wait, I just gave you a, a barrel. Go! So they make me nervous. I get it. I, I choose not to participate in companies like that. Did I miss Amazon? Sure. Am I going to miss Tesla? Sure. If I do, I'm going to go with the own 1%. What's the worst that can happen, right? Own 1%. What's the worst that can happen? I think that's a fair statement in my world. So, um, same thing, by the way, with, same thing, by the way, with um, Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin's just, they're, it doesn't make sense to me. If you want to own it, own 1% and move on. Don't get fascinated. Like, I'm going to strike it rich. I'm going to be rich. Rich. Filthy rich. It's like that. Do you remember when Daffy Duck? Was it Daffy Duck? I get the ducks confused. Yeah, it was Daffy Duck. When he, get into Alibaba's, he gets into Alibaba's cave. And um, I think it was a Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck combo. And Daffy Duck gets shrunken down to the size of, like, three inches. And he grabs a pearl, and he runs around, and he goes, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm filthy, stinking rich! That's where you get into problems, when you don't believe in capitalism, and you believe in you're smarter than the system. Coming up, more Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do mean it. I don't get great giveaways. I get good, good, solid giveaways. I wish I could pull some Golden State Warriors tickets or something like that. I don't get those. But this is a good one. I like this one. Get a pair. A pair. To get a set of four tickets. That's the right way of saying that. Monster Jam, April 28th. Levi's Stadium. Saturday, April 28th, 
a night of adrenaline-packed family entertainment by some of the most recognizable, recognizable, that's easy for me to say, monster jam trucks, including Gravedigger, Max D, and many, 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 many more. Um, I've been to one of these. It is crazy loud. It is fun. I, I'd say, the way I would say, explain the same exact thing uh, with motorsports, like uh, if you ever get to see like Daytona 500, it's loud. You're surprised how loud it is. Don't miss the world-class drivers as they perfectly uh, play around with specially engineered monster jam trucks to their limits. Um, style, it's manly. It's masculine. You will come out if you're 12, 13, you'll come out with armpit hair. It is that kind of masculine boy fun. Ticketmaster.com, Ticketmaster.com for more tickets. Or you can call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Win a set of four tickets. But to win the tickets, you have to know the password. And the password is... Wheels, 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 wheels! And you have to say it like that. So, and for the record... I think girls like trucks just as much as boys do. So, 10-year-old girl comes out of a monster truck thing. She'll probably, I don't know, have armpit hair. <laughs> the guy's going to have a beard. Kid. You get the idea. Anyway, um, pack of four tickets. Monster Jam returns to Levi Stadium Saturday, April 28th. Grave Decker. Good amount of tickets here. I like that. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, everything is fair game on this show, in my opinion, and it's as well it should be, right? Um, markets are having an interesting year as they started off by digesting tax cuts. Don't always get those. Uh, some years the market has to deal with high oil. Some years the market has to deal with low oil. Some years the market has to deal with Wars. Some years the market has to deal with dictators saying crazy stuff about blowing people up in the world. So there's always going to be a reason to say, I don't want a part of that. And for those of you who call it legalized gambling, I think you're crazy. Because you know why I know you're crazy? Because the market's at an all-time high on a pretty regular basis. If it went to zero, it's legalized betting. Tonight, you're in Vegas. If you say, I'm, I'm going all in, and you win a hand, and woo, it's fun, I'm making money, woo! But when you start losing and you go to zero, like, I lost all my money. The market's not that. Stop it, people. Stop it. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at robblackshoe.com. Taking a quick look-see at the markets, uh, we open higher. Uh, trade war averted. You ever watch the movies where uh, it's DEFCON 5, nuclear war? Shall we play a game? Uh, bombs are on their way. Bombs are on their way. They're, we don't know they're on their way. We don't know. We should fire back. No, we shouldn't. And then it ends with nuclear war averted. Nuclear war averted. Kind of a calm, right? There are phones in the news today. They're being acquired. Private equity firm is taking them private. And a couple of years from now, we're going to be talking about Verifone going public again. Because that's how these private equity companies make money. McDonald's is in the news. Fast food giant plans to add upwards of 200 restaurants in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. McDonald's already serves roughly 150 million customers in the Nordic region every year. Now they're going to serve more. Think about McDonald's. You rarely see them empty, right? You rarely see them empty. 
And, uh, you know, I used to say China sends us cheap goods and we send them cigarettes and McDonald's. <laughs> That's not a fair trade. Now we're sending cars and stuff back and forth to each other. Apple says all its facilities worldwide are now powered with renewable energy. Good. Part of that comes from Apple's own power plants. The rest is from buying electricity and renewable energy credits from others. Apple's telling suppliers who make the switch to renewable energy that they'll get a leg up in winning future business from the tech giant. Wow. That's all I got. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Zuckerberg in front of Congress. He's trading in his T-shirt and hoodie for a jacket and tie. You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Bernadette one Bernadette. I always liked that name as a kid. I always wanted to know a Bernadette. Bernadette Peters, no, not so much. I'll be back tomorrow. You can't stop me. Well, maybe. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.